When I was in grade school, there was a teacher who would sometimes say to either focus our attention or sometimes refocus our attention, students, let's put on our thinking caps. I would ask all of you to put your thinking caps on right now. I don't see anybody putting their cap on. <laughs> Last week, Father Tom gave us a little bit of spiritual homework. Does anybody remember what that spiritual homework was? Well, good thing I do. He asked us to spend some time this week discerning and praying over what gifts, talents, and maybe charisms we were given to serve others. If you remember, the scripture reading was of a master who left and left his servants with some talents and then came back and there was kind of an accounting. So, hopefully you guys did a little discerning, but I'd ask you right now just to spend a couple quick seconds thinking about what talents I might have to share with others. And once you got that, kind of put that right over here, because we're going to come back to that. You might be asking yourself, Deacon Mark, what are all these questions about talents or serving? Aren't we here to talk about Jesus Christ, King of the universe? To celebrate his glorious coming, the day that he'll come, there'll be an accounting and he'll reign the end of our liturgical year, and next week, the first week of Advent, we'll also focus on Jesus' return as the returning king. Yes, we are here to worship and encounter Jesus, king of the universe. In today's gospel, Jesus refers to himself when he shares, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne, and all the angels will be assembled before him. A king, indeed. What comes to mind when you hear the word king? What does a king look like? He rules, he judges, he is served. Some kings were kind and generous. King Solomon, after receiving the gift of wisdom from God, judged his people with right judgment and fairness. Certainly, however, there have been kings and monarchs and dictators who have exploited and oppressed their people. They have harvested great fortunes and either hoarded them away or squandered them on themselves. I was a king, or I thought it was. There was a period in my life when I considered myself the center of the universe. The world around me was to be bent to my will. Possessions were meant to be accumulated and hoarded. Relationships were to be managed. I was the one to be served. Even now, do I sometimes put myself first? Perhaps some of us continue to believe and live as if we are kings of the universe. The funny thing is that even when we believe we are kings, we are really servants. We may believe that as we pursue something to serve and gratify ourselves as kings, that very thing becomes that which we serve. While well, an acquisition or an accomplishment may be temporarily sweet, satisfaction is often fleeting. One might find themselves seeking career success and prestige only to have to reach greater and greater levels to maintain a sense of self-esteem. Perhaps we become possessions to our servants, pursuing and amassing objects which in the end fail to satisfy. I know someone who has accumulated a fine collection of sporting goods. 
he and his wife no longer travel. He is afraid that if he leaves his home, somebody will break in and steal his collection. In a sense, his his possessions no longer belong to him. He belongs to his possessions. He has become a prisoner in his own kingdom. I mentioned earlier that I lived as if I was a king in the center of the universe. Ultimately, it was exhausting, fraught with perceived threats, a burden to maintain what I had, and a relentless pursuit of things that didn't really matter. As I turned back to Jesus, he began to show me what truly mattered, to love and be loved by him, to share that love with others. Indeed, Jesus speaks in a recent scripture, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. As I embraced this love and shared it with others, I knew there was more than just a celebration of love as a feeling. But what? How was this love to be manifested and made visible? What was God calling me to do? Certainly not to become a priest. I had a family and a wife. God was calling me. It was through discernment that I discovered that I was being drawn to be conformed to the image of Christ the servant, a deacon. Indeed, the word diakonia means service. Through continued encounters with Jesus, I discovered that like Peter, he was asking me to drop my nets and follow him. It may seem mysterious ironic that when I relinquished my perceived kingship and dedicated myself to the service of God and others, it was only then that I became truly free. I was no longer a slave to the things that had lost their allure. Service is a calling not only for deacons, we are all called to be servants. We each have, a crea- uh, we each have been created with a God-sized hole that only God can fill, to be loved and loved by him, but that's not where it ends. We are called to express this love and service to him and others. Love is not just a mushy feeling that comes and goes. Love is a choice, a continuing intentional commitment expressed in action. Indeed, we read in the book of James, if a brother or sister has nothing to wear and has no food for the day, and one says to them, go in peace, keep warm, eat well, but you do not give them the necessities of the body, what good is it? So also faith of itself, if it does not have works, it is dead. What is the servanthood of Jesus we are called to? He is a king unlike we have, none we have ever known. In a loving, mysterious way, Jesus is the perfect king and the perfect servant. We read and believe that Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in the human likeness. For you see, he recognized that to be truly human was to become a servant, the nature we were created to be. Jesus himself proclaims, just so the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as ransom for many. Jesus, by his own actions, expressed his love for us through service. He fed the hungry, he healed the sick, he comforted the sorrowful. Today's scripture reading, too, gives us concrete examples of how to love. For when we encounter the hungry and give them food, 
the thirsty and give them drink, the stranger and welcome them, the naked and clothe them, the ill and care for them, or visit the imprisoned, we are serving Jesus himself. Bishop Barron writes, to love Christ is to love the ones Christ loves. Like the master in last week's gospel, Jesus has gone on a journey of sorts. He has ascended into heaven. Like the servants, we too are left with talents to be used to continue his work. To serve in his place, filled with his Holy Spirit, is an expression of his love. Like the master, Jesus too will return. Jesus tells us, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne. He will judge and separate them one from another. Will we be ready when we are gathered before his throne? Soon we will kneel before his throne today as we partake in the greatest act of loving service that Jesus gives us, our reception of the Eucharist. His gift is a glorious, mysterious act of love, for he has said, no one has a greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Let us embrace this love and service to God and each other as we respond to his charge. For he says, this is my commandment, love one another as I love you. As we gather together on this celebration of Christ the King of the universe, as we kneel in his throne room, let us reflect on the example of Jesus, the perfect servant and king. A king who judges rightly and calls us to be fellow workers in his vineyard serving with the spirit of love he has so richly poured out upon us. So, put your thinking caps back on. What was that spiritual homework we were given by Father Tom? To examine the gifts and talents we've been given. Please continue to pray and discern and offer those as a gift of service to God and his children. Amen. Amen.